You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the ESO Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone and welcome to the first episode of the ESO 2015 Dragon Con Con Report. Wow, I almost expected uh, some like crowd reaction there. Woo. 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 <laughs> okay, well, Mike, you might have to edit something in. All right. <laughs> Dragon, uh, Dragon Con 2014 was nearly five months ago, but the big event this year is less than 220 days away at this recording. You had to put it that way. You uh, really God. had to put it that way. You know, as, as we've mentioned many times, and for those people who are listening for the first time, uh, we're going to say this. It's never too soon to prepare for Dragon Con. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons why we decided to run this monthly report. You're going to get this uh, starting this month in January. You will get a report each and every month leading up to the big event. And uh, prov- provided that we survive, we'll get one after the event as well. So um, never too early to get excited about this year's event. Uh, this is, again, the first of our specials, Counting Down. I'm your host, Mike Gordon. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew, starting, of course, with Director Mike Faber. Greetings and salutations, everyone. God, 220 days. But, you know, we do get a little bit of extra time this year because Labor Day is already in September. It's not... We're going to need it. Yep, exactly. You're going to need it. It... it definitely is going to be on us uh, before we even know it's going to be awesome though every dragon con gets better and better and more grand in a lot of ways more crowded of course and we'll talk all about that so for anybody new who's listening what uh what is your experience with dragon con this will be i think my ninth year of going into dragon con because i went the first two years just to the parade with william and then i ventured inside and I've been hooked ever since. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is going to be a lot of fun, and this is going to be my second year as a guest. Congratulations on that, sir. Yes. So it's going to be really fun to be able to say, hi, I'm guest director Mike Faber. Guest Mike Faber, yes. So if we can find out more information about you and your guest uh, description, you can go online to dragoncon.org to find out to see you there. And you are one of three so far. Uh, ESO Network hosts that have been announced as guests. Well, exactly. And it's going to be great when people come up to me, ESO, I love your game. It's awesome. And I went, <laughs> game? Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> Is that a thing, really? Yes. Wow, I did not know that. No, that's uh, last year when we were doing that panel with Veronica Belmont. She was like, oh, I love you guys. I'm stuck at a level right now. And I was like, what? <laughs> and she said, yeah, it's it's so tough. You know, Elder Scrolls Online. And I said, no, we're Earth Station 1. Oh, I don't know you guys. <laughs> and then she oh. got up and left. 
kind of, sort of. <laughs> Once again, we are also very pleased to have with us Darren Noel joining us. Thank you so much, Darren. Well, hi. How are you guys? How are I? So, um, uh, I don't know if you and some of our listeners are aware of this, but Dragon Con 14 is over. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. Thank you. <laughs> There might be still some people kind of hanging around the Hyatt wondering. Well, uh, yeah, wouldn't some you? people just just coming out of their uh, uh, bucket of rum induced comas? <laughs> Coma. I think you mean hangover, <laughs> sir. I think you mean hangover. What uh, What has your association been with Dragon Con? I've been going to Dragon Con um, off and on, mostly on uh, since it started. So I saw it when it was the beginning of what it became and and what it is now and OMG <laughs> went from a hundred people to having a party with you know seventy thousand of my closest friends. Absolutely. So you know that's that's basically my association with it. I started with Star Trek and comics, and my my geek has branched out to be more of a generic kind of a geek than specific fandom geek, which is how I started. But, you know, I do a lot of cosplay now and hang out at a lot of the parties, so that's where I'm mostly found. I'm, I'm guessing also that, uh, you know, DragonCon kind of encourages that because it's not a specific show. Well, that's true, but, you know, if you want to just stay in one track, you can. Yes, but you know, And it feels like you're going to just one show, but really it's so much more. I think... Folks who just do that should branch out a little bit, get their toes wet in other things, and enjoy it. So, Absolutely. Well, we are glad to have you with us. Well, thank you. It's wonderful to be had. Because you are definitely one of the – I think you are – you and me and Mike are the three that uh, were on the very first one when we were doing it for the ESO. So, I, I think so. If it wasn't Mary you, with us? You've been here since the beginning. Oh, yes, of course. And Mary has been here with us too. And she's with us again. Yay, Segway Lad. Welcome back, Mary. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Mary Lou Who, everybody. And uh, tell us a little bit about your association with Dragon Con. Um, well, I have been attending Dragon Con since 2011. And I am generally a reporter uh, for the convention. Um for a couple of different websites over the course of my attending Dragon Con. Um, and I'm not a guest, but I will be media again this year. So Congratulations on that. And, and, and you, probably more than any of us, are, are really more of the costumer. Uh, I think you wear... How many did you wear last year? 85. Oh, gosh. Costumes last year. <laughs> I don't know. I probably average two or three costumes a day. That's amazing. So, um, probably average two, counting days where I have to work. So, I mean, that's, you know, I enjoy it. I like changing it up. Um, really, dragging on for me is about the socializing and the parties. So, um, yeah, yeah, costumes just kind of work well with that for me. Mm-hmm. Well, we are glad to have you with us. And we are also well, glad you. to have with us because she was not there for a big chunk of last year with us but uh she's here now and that is nikki rao baker back with the keep calm and go to con segment hello good to be back how's everybody doing very great uh I, what is your association with dragon Con? how long have you been going there 
Um, I have been attending Dragon Con for, this will be my 11th year. Um, missed the first couple of years that I was living in Atlanta. And when I first started going, I was going just as a fan uh, of Star Trek, Star Wars, a little bit of comic books and things like that. Uh, but the last few years I've been attending as media uh, and also as a photographer um, for a couple different outlets. So it's uh, it's something that I enjoy. I look forward to it every year. Um, everybody at work knows come August, late August, early September, everybody at work knows that I will be constantly talking about, I'm doing this at Dragon Con, I'm going to that at Dragon Con, Dragon Con, Dragon Con, Dragon Con. <laughs> so it's it's a blast for me, and I really enjoy being part of it. We are glad to have you back as well. Thank you. And uh, as for myself, uh, I have been going to Dragon Con for over 20, 20 years. Wow, saying that out loud just mm-hmm. makes me kind of freaked out. <laughs> Tell it like it uh, is, Grandpa. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, I have very much been honored for the last five years to be a guest in the comic book and uh, pop art track uh, with selling my, my little book, Tiki Zombie. And, uh, you know, from either side of the table, uh, it's a, a great convention. It's my favorite time of year. So uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, put together this with Mike and, and Darren and Mary and everybody else that's been in, become involved just to because I love it so much. And we can talk about it all year round. And uh, fortunately, uh, it seems our our reports here have uh, reached some listeners, and they find it quite helpful. So, uh, in continuing with uh, trying to help out and uh, give you some new information, we've got a segment that's devoted to newbies. Now, unfortunately, uh, Kevin Batchelder, who um, was the host of the Dragon Con Newbies Facebook group, um, he's He's buried in snow right now. Um, <laughs> he, he got hit by the blizzard, and he's just buried. So, unfortunately, he will not be joining us for this episode. And, but, and uh, we don't mean like how Atlanta got buried last year. <laughs> no, no, no. He's up in Massachusetts, and believe me, there's at least two, three feet uh, above, uh, you know, of snow on him. So, uh, we wish him well. Uh, we he'll probably be dug out by uh, the next e- episode in in February. So, um, but uh, I definitely encourage people to check out the dragon con for newbies, Facebook group. He's there posting, uh, when he's, when he's not covered in snow, uh, it's a great resource for those people who have questions, who've never been to dragon con before. Um, we're also going to do two other segments, uh, this year. Uh, we've got, we're going to be joined by Zan her, uh, she's our eternal member extraordinaire. And, uh, this month she's going to be informing of us of, uh, the hotel options and the online resources for hotels at this time. Uh, because even though it's January and it seems like it's so far away, um, a lot of people, especially new people who are not familiar with the event, are kind of surprised to find out that the host hotels are gone. <laughs> like, like to get a room right now is kind of tough. So, But fret not, there are some options, and we'll be talking about those in more detail a little bit later. We've also got another segment. Uh, we're going to actually try to encourage people, uh, listeners, to be healthy, to have a healthy Dragon Con, uh, to get healthy by Dragon Con. And to help with that, we've got Michelle uh, joining us again. She did some segments for us last year, and she runs the Drop by Dragon Con Facebook group. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of a workout uh, every month this this year. 
And we have a new cosplay segment. It's called our Cosplay Corner, and it's coming from a different angle than we've done before. We're actually going to uh, speak with one uh, cosplayer in particular. Uh, her name is Bewitched Raven, and uh, she's going to be taking us through the entire year on her process, what she's doing, resources, and uh, getting ready for the big event. So we'll be talking with her a little bit later on the show. So we, I'm glad to have everybody join us. It's it's already a big group, and uh, <laughs> most of it's us will be really big shoe. Big shoe. Well, and you know what? It's it DragonCon deserves nothing less. <laughs> So hopefully when it comes down to it, uh, we'll be uh, on episodes in the future. We'll be having track directors join us, some other guests, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to try to take some different looks at Dragon Con, look at the show from a different angle uh, than what you probably normally would see. So Exactly. Uh, and-, and by the uh, middle of August or so, we'll premiere the Beatles. It'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really, really big shoot. Um, we definitely want to hear from you guys. Any, but any questions that you have about the convention, if there's anything that you've always wanted to know about Dragon Con, we can try to find out for you. Uh, please feel free to contact us at our ESO feedback line. It's uh, 404-963-9057. You can also email us at esopodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook group, the ESO Network, ESO Podcast. We're all over Facebook, social media, whatnot. So uh, the links for all, a lot of these things that we're going to talk about is going to be in the show notes. And you can find them on uh, the esopodcast.com site as well. One of the things, though, Mike, I do want to bring up. When you write us, if you have negative experiences with Dragon Con, don't be afraid to tell us about it. We're no. we're the, we're you know going to talk about the good and the bad about it and such because there is good and bad about it. We're not above you know telling you that people that we hate the crowds. You know, yeah, we we are not uh, an official uh, Dragon Con um, podcast. Uh, we have a lot of friends that uh, work with Dragon Con and. Uh, even though uh, Mike is a guest, uh, I've been a guest a few times, uh, we've all associated with behind the scenes in various ways, uh, we still want this podcast to be free to discuss whatever issues may arise. And believe me, we've we've had some issues <laughs> with DragonCon in the past. I'm not a guest. Ex- except Darren. He's not. He hasn't <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yes, if you have some questions or comments about DragonCon, uh, some issues you'd like to see us uh, address, uh, we'd love to do that. So please reach out to us. And, and, and while I'm on that note, I'm also going to uh, let everybody know that this special report is sponsored by the ESO Amazon eStore, where you can find all kinds of cool, geeky merchandise. So if you're ordering some swag from uh, Amazon, please help us out by going through our link. Uh, it doesn't cost you any more, and it helps us out a lot. So that being said, we paid the bills. Now let's get on with some news and notes. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if we covered it last on our last episode, uh, that when, our post-DragonCon episode, but some of the numbers came in. I was looking at some of the numbers from DragonCon 2014. Um, shocker, it set attendance records. <laughs> You're kidding, Mike. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if, uh, if you guys – did you guys feel that? Yes, every time I walk <laughs> through the damn halls. <laughs> Um, the, according to the official, um, press release, uh, more than 62,000 fans, 
coming from every state in the nation and in a few foreign countries participated in the 28th annual Dragon Con. And that's being generous. You know, that's going lowballing it. There had to be more of that than that. Yes. Well, I know that all it of them smelled were in like my... more than that. <laughs> I know that all of them were in my way at some point. So. Uh, um, also, the convention raised over a hundred fifteen thousand dollars for the Atlanta Community Food Bank. Yeah, uh, collected, collected five hundred thirty-five pounds of food. Huzzah! Huzzah! Which, according to the press release, will provide about four hundred forty-five meals for the food bank and set new records in its blood drive efforts as well. So, uh, it's giving back. See, having really- those vampires there really do help. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool. So uh, now the parade attracted an estimated seventy-five thousand attendees. Oh, that's bull! They had at least a hundred and something. I have a friend of mine who works for the Atlanta Police Department, and they estimated probably a hundred and ten. Yeah, well, it could yeah. be. It's, you know, I mean, it's an estimate, and yeah. you know, like I said, you're like they're going to lowball it, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was a big, probably the biggest parade, of course, they've ever had as well. So, I mean, with over uh, 3,200 participants in the parade itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, you know, all signs point to the fact that 2015 is going to be even bigger. Yep. So, uh, be prepared, people. But that's um, why we have Drop by Dragon Con helping us so we won't be bigger. You know, that's, <laughs> it helps with the increasing numbers. Very nice. Um, they've also selected the official charity for DragonCon 2015. It is Lymphoma Research Foundation. Um, there is a new slate of um, services that uh, in which fans, DragonCon fans, can lend a hand. Um, they this uh, the Superheroes Community Service Project is now in its, in its second year. Uh, last year. Um, like I said, uh, the convention raised over $115,000 for the, the Atlanta Community Food Bank. They're expecting to try to match that as well as um, uh, uh, su- supersede that. So uh, go over that. So um, you can find out a lot more about this, uh, about the actual charity itself, as well as uh, the plans and some of the charitable events that are scheduled, not just at the convention, but leading up to the convention. Uh, you can find out more about that at dragoncon.org, and we encourage you to do so. So, um, And I do believe also there is a event happening, um, is it next month with Medieval Times? No, actually this Friday. <laughs> it's this Friday? <laughs> yes. Wow. The 29th. Actually, right. actually, no, the 30th. Well, I hope everybody who attended had a good time. (laughs) 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 Way to recover. Way to recover. Exactly. We had a great. We were there last year, right? I was, and I'm going this year as well. Awesome. And Judy and I are probably going also. Really? Yes. So, so yeah. So, Nikki, tell us a little bit about the event last year since you were there. Um, uh, was it pretty well attended? With uh, now, is it? It's not just volunteers, right? It's just anybody who wants to go can go. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. It's um, you know, it's it's open to everybody, and costumes are encouraged. It doesn't have to necessarily be something that's related to uh, you know. Dungeons and Dragons or Lord of the Rings or anything like that. There were people there in all different types of costumes. There was a really great uh, ghostwriter there last year. Uh, there were some Star Trek uh, costumes. Um, they do have costume contests 
both for adults and for kids. And if you've not ever been to Medieval Times before, it is so much fun. And I think going to an event like this with a group from Dragon Con makes it all the more exciting because you know how people that attend Dragon Con are. We like to have fun, we like to party, um, and we like to cheer each other on and hassle each other in the same breath. Uh, so it was it was a lot of fun. And even the, the knights that fight in the battles, they enjoyed it too. Um, the knight that was in our section, we went and took photos with him afterwards, and he was saying that he hadn't had that much fun in a really, really long time, and that the crowd really gave a lot of good feedback and, and really spurred the nights on. So it was, it was a blast. That's awesome. I'm glad they do that. I almost wish they would do it more than once a year or so. Um, but, um, and it is yeah, exactly right. I'm looking at it now. It is January 30th. So, um, it is after, uh, this will probably be, you'll be hearing this. Uh, but, um, you can see, but it was really a great awesome. time in the past, Mike. It's a great time, but you'll be able to see really awesome pictures from the event because I'm sure Nikki would be posting up a bunch at her geeks behind the lens site. Exactly. Yes, I definitely will. Um, and anybody who wants me to take their photo while we're there, just stop me. I'll be wearing my geek behind the lens photography t-shirt. Really easy to find. Both myself and my husband, who's six foot two, he's probably a little bit easier to find. We will be there taking everybody's photos. Cool. Well, that's uh, that's awesome. I look forward to seeing those. I always look forward to seeing your pictures. Oh, thank you. So we've got some important dates now that I want to go over before we get to the guest list, which is already looking pretty darn impressive for this year. Um, right now, uh, the you can get memberships, uh, four-day memberships at $95. The final day of the $95 membership rate is February 13th. So uh, there's still time to take advantage of getting your membership rates, the weekend passes, for under $100. Exactly. Uh, and the show will be live by then, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go up to $110 uh, after February 13th. Um, there's still a little bit of time to get your – if you want to be involved uh, with a fan table or a guest or media access, that kind of thing, there's still time for that. Uh, February 16th is the deadline for fan table applications. Um, February 13th is the, uh, is when parade registration opens. So if you do want to participate in the parade, you can register for that after February 13th. Uh, March 15th is when the media access applications are closed. April 1st are when performers applications are closed. And May 31st is when guest applications close. So there's still time if you want to get involved behind the scenes. And and this is not to speak of uh, volunteers. You can do that at any time. Um, so, um, But if you are wanting to participate as a performer, guest, media access, whatnot, uh, I would recommend getting those applications in as soon as possible because in some cases they are going to be looked at first come, first serve. So, And with this many people going there, uh, a lot of people are going to try to get in <laughs> at, a, at a discount, let's say. So, <laughs> um, uh, so those are the important dates coming up. But again, uh, I can't emphasize, I don't, and I think we'll all agree, if you're if you're going to go to Dragon Con and you know it, uh, get your tickets now because they're only going to keep going up in price. So uh, uh, they are non-refundable, and I think are they're non-transferable. Is that correct? They are not transferable. 
So you would, if you're not sure, you know, you might have to bite the bullet and, and, and pay a little bit more later. But if you're, you know, 99% sure, uh, it's almost worth it to get them at the uh, $95 rate now. So, well, cool. Well, uh, let's talk about who we're going to see at Dragon Con already. We've got a number of big guests involved, uh, announced already. So, um, Mike and Mary, take it away. All right, let's get started. The lovely Mary will go first, and let's kick it off. Julie Kenner, a.k.a. Jay Kenner, is the New York Times, USA Today, Publishers Weekly, Wall Street Journal, and international best-selling author of over 70 novels in a variety of genres, including paranormal romance, urban and suburban fantasy, and more. Her novel, Carpe Demon, is in development as a series with the CW Network. Van Allen Plexico from the ESO Network and the White Rocket Podcast is best known as the author of the popular Sentinel superhero novel series and creator of the Assembled Books about Marvel's Avengers. He has 12 novels and many stories in print from various publishers and also hosts the White Rocket Podcast. In case we all didn't know, director Mike Faber is the founder, chief exec- chief creative officer, and host of the highly geeky and ever-expanding ESO Network, the Earth Station One podcast, and accompanying blog, which celebrates our love for all things sci-fi, fantasy, comics, and much, much more since April 2010. Woohoo! Okay. Nice bio, sir. Yay! 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 Yep, the ever-growing ESO Network, which is going to soon be up to 28 shows. So. So, wow. yep, we are growing. Oh boy, are we growing? That's why <laughs> we that, beyond's getting large. <laughs> exactly. That's why we have drop by Dragon Con on the show. No. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep feeling that too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have uh, Keith R. A. Dercondito, and he has written novels, comics, and a short fiction in more than two dozen different licensed universes, from Star Trek to Sleepy Hollow. He has also been on the Air Station One podcast. Uh, we did an interview with Keith last year. Exactly. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Veronica Belmont is an internet and TV presenter based in San Francisco. She is the co-host of Sword and Laser and Vaginal Fantasy Book Club podcasts and recently hosted the Doctor Who 50th anniversary live stream for BBC America. Yeah. But don't hold that against her. No. Please don't. She's much better than what that special was. Oh, yes. Brian Young is a writer and journalist. He literally wrote the book on Dragon Con with Lost at the Con and writes the Star Wars Insider, StarWars.com, and Big Shiny Robot, among others. Phantom Troublemaker is the host of Monstrosity Championship Wrestling and of the hit Dragon Con game show, Whose F Is It Anyway? The <laughs> owner and operator of NeedlessThingsSite.com and the Needless Things podcast and co-host of the ESO Network's Doctor Who podcast, Earth Station Who. Woohoo! Definitely. Not that big, guy again. Yeah. Big congratulations to Phantom. <laughs> this is his first time as a guest, I believe. It so. is. He's been an attending professional, I think, the last couple of years. So this well, is a big step for him. Congratulations. Good for him. Good for Phantom. Yep. Gray uh, Reinhardt writes stories and songs. His stories have appeared in major magazines and anthologies, and his songs have appeared on the Dr. Demento Show, and he is the slush master general for... Baron Books, and a USAF veteran whose career includes space operations, disaster response, and other interesting things. Stuart Jaff is the author of the Max Porter Paranormal Mysteries, the Malia Chronicles, and the Jillian Boone novels. The 
bluesman comic book and a short story series and much more he is also the co-host of the eclectic review a weekly podcast about science art and well everything daniel griffith is a documentary filmmaker specializing in cult cinema and retro television. He has produced and directed features about Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Twilight Zone, Empire Pictures, Ed Wood, and several Hammer Horror classics. He is also the owner of the Ballyhoo Motion Pictures. Senia Solo currently stars as Ken Z in the hit series Lost Girl. She is also a series regular on the hit AMC series Turn and is also recurring on the cult BBC America hit Orphan Black for its third season. Rachel Scarson currently plays Tansen on the hit show Lost Girl. Omari Newton is a professional actor whose work can be seen on television, film, and stage. He is known for, to audiences for playing the role of Lucas Ingram on Sci-Fi Network's Continuum. As a voice actor, he is known for the role of Jefferson on Disney XD's Max Steel. Nicholas Lee is a Canadian actor best known worldwide for his portrayal of Alex Krychek on Fox's smash hit The X-Files and on ABC Family's Kyle XY, playing the role of Tom Foss. Currently, he appears in Continuum and Arrow. Who's he in Arrow? No idea. Maybe it's too- he's He hasn't been on for a while on Arrow. He was the one that was uh, uh, the campaign manager for Ollie's mom. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Huh. When, when she was I didn't even for, recognize him. Yeah, when she was running for... for yeah, for... The border. No one should I'm going to be not here in a minute. <laughs> Chris Holden Reed can currently be seen playing Dyson on the television series Lost Girl. Richard Harmon has multiple recurring roles currently. He is Julian Ramdahl on Continuum, John Murphy on The Hundred, and Richard Salmore on Bates Motel. He has also guest starred on Fringe, Caprica, and The Cult. Felicia Day is the creator and star of the hit web series The Guild, a sitcom about a group of online gamers. She also appears as Penny in Joss Whedon's internet phenomenon, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. She's a fun guest for Dragon Con. She's also in Supernatural, isn't she? <laughs> I was going to say, isn't she recurring then? Mm-hmm. She is. She's on Supernatural, too. Okay. Give her, give her her props. I love Felicia Day. Okay. She's incredible. Okay. She is amazing. Okay, I'm going to torture this last name. Sorry, folks. Magna Apowix was Lacey Rand, a series regular in the television drama Caprica, along with Eric Stoltz. She later appeared in Hellcats in 2012. She guest starred in the second season of Jane Epperson's scripted romantic comedy web series Husbands in 2013. Apowitz began appearing in Continuum in the role of Emily. Paul Amos is currently appearing as Vex on the showcase sci-fi hit Lost Girl. Okay. Chances are if you were on Lost Girl, you're Yeah, you need to be a Dragon Con. Yeah. (laughs) You need to be a Dragon Con. All right, Darren, hold on to this one. Uh, Excuse me? John Barrowman (gasps) is coming back to Dragon Con. (laughs) John John Barrowman is the stuff, folks. If you've never seen him live... Do yourself a favor and do it at Dragon Con because he is amazing. When he mooned the whole audience at Dragon Con, what, two years ago? Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. That was how he introduced himself. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you know what? It, what makes him also a great guest at not just Dragon Con, but at every convention that he goes to is that he embraces more, almost, more so almost than almost any other guest I've seen. He embraces the experience. If you're going to yep. meet him or get your photo op with him, he makes it a photo op that you're going to want to frame and keep. Well, you might want to keep it hidden from some people, but no. uh, he, Put it on he, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so animated and and literally joyous in every convention photo that I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. Well, Barrowman, for those who don't know, is best known as Captain Jack Harkness from Doctor Who and spinoff, to, of course, Torchwood. Most recently, he wowed fans with his role as Malcolm Merlin in Arrow. Yep. Speaking of Arrow. Stephen Amell plays the title character in the CW hit series Arrow, based on the famous DC comic superhero, The Green Arrow. Is this his first time? Because I know he was supposed to be yes. there, but he canceled. Yeah, it'll be they his have been wanting to get shows. Stephen. Yeah, they've been wanting to get Stephen for a few years now. So, um, and he's been hopefully wanting- he'll make it. Hopefully he'll make it. So, I saw him getting out of his car at Comic Con this year. Did you? <laughs> and you didn't mm-hmm. get DNA for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not I'm speaking to you. I was in line for the Game of Thrones experience. I'd already been in line for four so hours. What is more important? Thank you. DNA for Darren. Oh my goodness. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sincerely. Sincerely. <laughs> right. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki, for taking my side. It is the right side, as always. <laughs> Artist Serial Cabral. Is uh, is our guest of honor. Um, he was born in Argentina, has been living in Spain since 1987. He has illustrated artwork extensively published in Europe and in the U.S. for books, covers, prints, calendars, and trading cards with dragons as the main subject. He is currently writing and illustrating his own books. Bill Fawcett has been games designing, writing, and editing since the early 80s. He has edited or co-edited over 40 science fiction anthologies. His nonfiction works include two Navy SEALs histories and books on mistakes in history. He is also a game and computer game designer. I also want to mention one of the first guests that they announced, actually, oddly enough, uh, is uh, author uh, John G. Hartness. He is a good friend, author of the Black Knight Chronicles and the Bubba the Monster Hunter short stories. Uh, he also has his own podcast called Literate Liquors. Um, he's a great guy, and he's been going to Dragon Con for quite some time as well. So I'm, I'm pleased to see he's going to be back. That's quite a list, guys. Yeah, and that's actually cut down. <laughs> <laughs> it's cut. It's amazing how many people they they have already. Um, good. Good guests. Obviously, if you're in the Lost Girl, this is the uh, Lost Girl convention. Um, but it looks like they've got quite a few people from Arrow already. So I wouldn't I'll be curious to see whether they're going to bring in some even more people like they like they did last year. Uh, they had quite a few people from Arrow last year. So they must have said good things about us. Mm-hmm. So very cool. Um, well, as we know, uh, the list is just going to expand from here. Uh, Dragon Con has about somewhere between four, four hundred, four fifty uh, guests, professionals, performers, uh, attending professionals, and they're year, all so. in one room. <laughs> 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 Sometimes it feels that way. Uh, so um, we are going to try to keep you up to date on uh, those uh, people that are attending. Um, if we can't get to them, to them on the podcast uh, because we can't list everybody. 
uh, that's coming. Uh, we'll, we will do our best to announce them on the ESO uh, podcast uh, page, uh, Facebook group, so to keep you up to date when there's uh, new folks joining the uh, convention. Yeah, and you can always go to the Dragon Con webpage itself. They have a full list, all in alphabetical order, of everybody who's going to be attending the con. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is the one of the best resources to go to is the official site. And they've cleaned it up. I mean, it looks uh, – they did a revamp. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. And I think the site – it took me a little while to get used to, but I, I actually quite like it now. It's, I a, think lot, it's, it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot easier to use. And, yeah. you know, you don't have still guests from 2012 in there. So it's good. <laughs> And you can absolutely find out all the information you need to know about guests and memberships and uh, the main hotels and uh, the options. Uh, well, there's not a lot of options with the main hotels now, but to discuss uh, the options that are out there, uh, we do have Zan with us once again, so uh, we'll talk to her now. And joining us once again, not only for this episode, but she's going to be with us for the entire year, at least, uh, you know, till, as we're leading up to Dragon Con. We've got her here for some special reports, some really good information she gave us last year. So we are proud to welcome back Zan to the ESO Dragon Con Con Report podcast. Welcome back, Zan. How was your off season? Oh, it was great. I got a lot done. So, um, <laughs> as always, still behind on my costuming. So everything's going according to plan. Even now, people are like behind. It's amazing because, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things you have to. Some people start like the weekend after. I'm sure. What do you mean? Sometimes people do it the year, the week before. (laughs) Yeah, really. You know. So, um, Zan, for for real quick, for those people who uh, might not have caught you on uh, one of our episodes last year, um, how long have you been going to Dragon Con? What's your experience with Dragon Con? Um, I've been going to Dragon Con since 2003, and I got my eternal membership in 2005. And so far, knock on wood, I have not missed a year. Wow. We're going to start have to refer to you as eternal member, Zan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, cool. Um, now, we one of the things that uh, definitely people want to know is about the hotel situation. You were so helpful last year talking about that and the options uh, very close uh, to the convention uh, with only a month or so left. Now here it is. Um, it, yes, we're in January. It seems like there should be a lot of time uh, to get a hotel room, et cetera. But we know that a lot of the host hotels are already so overbooked. Um, what are the options at this point? Okay. Well, at this point, um, all the ho- all the host hotels are sold out. They all get sold out within a month of Dragon Con. So, that's the first thing. For newbies, they'll be surprised. They'll try and go book a main host hotel. And for newbies, that's a hotel where Dragon Con is actually held, where the activities are. Um, for hotels where there aren't any activities, those are called the overflow hotels. And there's definitely too many people who attend to just take up the host hotel. So a lot of people stay in the overflows. Um, and the host hotels, they fill up literally within minutes of being released for reservations. So sometimes people will think, oh, well, it's too late. They're sold out. I can't get a room at the main host hotel, so I don't want to go. Or, you know, I can't get a hotel uh, room at an overflow. And that's just not true because people will cancel. The important thing is when people cancel at a host hotel, 
if you just cancel your room because you find out you can't go, then the next person who reserves it is going to have to pay the full rate, which is at least twice as much more. So you don't want to cancel, you want to transfer. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Um, and what you want to be doing now is getting involved in the online communities that are centered around you getting a room. A lot of people will be looking for roommates, and that's one option. A lot of people, of course, would prefer to have their own room, but having roommates also has a lot of benefits, particularly if you're newer. Staying with an experienced person, you can learn a lot. I've had a lot of roommates that it was only their first or second year, and they just learned a ton. They had a ton of questions for me, and I was able to answer most of them and tell them where to go if I didn't know the answers. So you shouldn't discount getting a roommate. Um, I've made a list for the show notes of various uh, websites that can help you get either a hotel or a roommate, and I can go through them one by one with the pros and cons if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Okay, so the first one is on Facebook, and it's called Dragon Con Hotel Connection. So it's going to be facebook.com slash dragonconhotelconnection, all one word, and there's no asterisk in that Dragon Con. Some of the older groups might, um, might have still an have asterisk that, yeah. displayed, and that's just because it, Facebook makes it difficult to change the name after you have so many people attached to that page or group. So the pros of this group is it's got over 5,000 likes, so there are are a lot of people that are paying attention to what's on this page. It's very well maintained. It's got timely information and a very helpful community. Um, I should say first off that I am not formally connected with any of these. I'm just somebody who uses these services. So this is the perspective of somebody who's been using these and participating in these communities for years, but I'm not an admin. Um, their most recent post at DragonCon Hotel Connection is about overflow hotels, and it's fantastic to have a plan B. There's a lot of different overflow hotels, and they just have a whole list there of a bunch of different ones with rates and other good information. So if you don't have any hotel now, I would say go for an overflow and make sure you understand what the cancellation policy is. Um, cons, it's a page, not a group. So your posts are going to go to the post-to-page side, um, but you can make comments on their posts, and you will see a lot of people doing that. So I know some people have a preference page versus groups. The next one is a group, and this one is called Dragon Con Rooms, and in the title of it, they do have the asterisk. And this one is very well organized. They have a document you can edit to put yourself on a list, which is really helpful because sometimes if you just make a post, as you know, posts tend to get buried with subsequent posts. And this one has over a thousand group members. Um, the post that you can make, the edit, the document that you can put yourself on a list, um, right at the top it says, this is a list of everyone who needs a room, a roommate, or a transfer. So it's very comprehensive. Um, you will see that sometimes people don't read the directions and still make individual posts when really in that community you're supposed to be adding to a list. And the next one is the Dragon Con Rooms Live Journal, which is dragonconrooms.livejournal.com. So were either of you ever a part of Live Journal? Are you familiar with this? Ages um, and ages ago. Yeah, I wasn't, but I yeah, I do remember. I know people were, including Faber. 
Yeah, I used to have. Okay. I, you remember, I used to have my uh, '80s music videos up there. That's right, you did. And you used to follow me there, dude. In the '80s, no, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> this feels like that long are, ago. Are they still there? Yeah, probably. I never took them down. See, there you go. I've heard uh, that um, MySpace is popular on Thursdays because people go there to get their old photos for Throwback Thursday. That's so a good idea, actually. Journal. Yeah, maybe you can go back to your live journal to get your Throwback Thursday pictures. Um, so the pros of this community is that it's been around for a long time because it's live journal. Um, it's easily searchable. They have very well-written community rules and sticky posts and good navigation on the left side. You use tags to categorize your posts, and they can be in more than one category. So if you've never used live journal or it has been a while, you definitely do want to read the instructions on there about the community rules and how they want you to post and what the tags mean. But that shouldn't take you more than like 10, 15 minutes max. It's, it's really not that complicated. Um, and because the, because of the, the tagging system, again, posts don't tend to disappear and get buried like they are in Facebook. They just hang out forever. So that's really helpful, I think. Um, the cons is, you know, it's live journal. So it's not as active as it was. And sometimes people forget to update their posts. And so it might take you a while to hear back from people. I'd recommend using people's email address and not counting on the fact that they're going to be constantly checking their live journal to see what comment you replied to, you know, what comment that you left for them. And I also recommend if you use that uh, community to reach out to multiple people. Don't just contact one person and then wait to hear back from them again because the site just isn't as active as some other communities. But it is extremely helpful, and I've used it and had good success with it in the past. Um, the next thing I have is a Facebook group that is called Dragon Cons Cheap Klingon. Now, she started off on LiveJournal as well. And this one is more about getting bargain hotels. So for people who want to really stretch their budget, I've noticed they tend to make a lot of posts about Hotwire listings, which I've never used personally, but apparently sometimes Hotwire doesn't tell you what hotel it is. So people are really good at in this group about saying, hey, I just found this thing on Hotwire and I booked it and here's what it is and here's how much I got it for. So you should jump on this right away because it's really a good deal. Hotwire so, a lot of times is actually a lot like Priceline. You never yeah. go okay. you never go into knowing what hotel you're going to get until you submit your credit card information. So you got to be careful with that because it might not be the hotel you're expecting. Right. It right. Man, yeah, I know uh, they can't guarantee it. Now, does Priceline right. still do that? I thought they oh, changed yeah. their no, policy on that. Still do it. Yep. And they also, um, if you're looking to get either, uh, um, it, you can't choose if you, like, say you want a, a double room or whatever, you can't choose whether it's one bed or two. So you won't be able to know that until you actually get to the hotel. Exactly. And if, when you go to the desk and, you know, and call them beforehand and say, Hey, I have a kid with me. I need two beds. Let's say, sorry, you're, you ordered with Priceline. You'll know what you, we have available when you get here, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So that, um, if you're going to be rooming with other people that you may not want to share a bed with, uh, you might not want to use that as an option. Okay. So that may maybe be good for single people or people who don't mind a small room anyway, or who can bring a bed with them, a, a bed to sleep on the floor, an air mattress or something. Yeah. Or exactly. couples, you know, so if a, a couple, you know, they might be like, Hey, let's, uh, 
you know, we don't mind if we uh, sleep together or apart. So exactly. When Judy and I travel a lot of times, you know, out of town, we do uh, Priceline or Hotwire a bit. And, you know, because it's just the two of us, we don't care what, you know, kind of bed it is as long because you could select what kind of star hotel it is. And so if you select a three star hotel, you know, you're going to get something decent, but you just don't know what kind of room it's going to be. But if you're traveling like with a kid or roommates or friends, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, absolutely. So FYI, sorry. Okay. No, that's great. Cause I didn't know all that. I, I've never actually used that. I've just, she has such great information that I've been following um, her posts for years because she's extremely helpful and forthright. And, you know, they're always very careful about saying this is hot wire. This isn't guaranteed, but I just booked it and here's what I got. And a lot of those things do seem to be limited time deals. So as absolutely. long as you know what you're getting into, it could really be a bargain. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay. And the next community I have is I wanted to mention the Dragon Con Forums, which is dragonconforums.org. And they have a section that's called Get Me There Now Also with Room Share. And the pros to this one is it's a very well-run community. Unlike Facebook, it's spam-free, <laughs> which is really nice. There's no post for Ray-Bans or crowd go fund me, whatever requests, every other post. It's a pretty clean community. Um, there's not as many posts in here, so the benefit is yours is going to stand out more and get more views than if it's, than if it's in a much more crowded community where it's going to quickly get buried. Um, I can't really think of any cons. Oh, another good thing about DragonCon forums is that it's nice. I think it's nice to make at least one post in a place where you can copy that link into other places. So sometimes I might make a shorter post in Facebook, but include a link to a longer post somewhere else that's going to be permanent and maybe have a little bit more detail. Because I feel like with forums and with live journal, people maybe have the patience to read a longer post. Whereas in Facebook, nobody's going to read your five paragraph post. Right. That, that's just my general feeling about that one. Um, I can't really think of any cons to that one. It's pretty much just all upside on that one. Um, and then finally, I did find a community in Reddit um, that was under the Dragon Con community. And this one is called the DragonCon 2015 Hotel Room Share slash Request Thread. So I'm going to email you guys show notes for all this because <laughs> it's a pretty long URL. Sure. Um, there aren't very many posts in this. There's only 18 comments, so it must be a fairly new thread. And it is Reddit, so some of them are off topic. So. <laughs> So uh, that's Reddit. It doesn't seem too active yet, but um, you know maybe it'll maybe it'll grow, and maybe if you post something in there, or you're a very active Reddit user anyway, user anyway, then that could come in handy for you. So that's my quick review of all the communities I'm aware of. If anybody else is aware of any other communities, I would be really interested to read about them. As would we. So yeah, definitely uh, reach out to us here at the uh, ESO. Um, and uh, we can uh, pass that little information on to our listeners as well. So thank you so much for those options. I know it's uh, kind of tight for a lot of people, and, they, and, and a lot of people get discouraged. They hear that it sells out right away, and they instantly think, well, that's it. I'm not, you know, I shouldn't bother. But 
there's a lot of options uh, out there if you still are interested in getting a host hotel. And, you know, there's a lot of options available that are for hotels. There's a lot of hotels that are within reason that are close by. So um, do not be discouraged if you do not have a hotel room yet. Uh, there's still time uh, but um, and still a lot of resources on how to get one the best of the best available. Um, yeah, and there, there's other tips, too, like if you have a preferred hotel to go ahead and sign up for their rewards program. A lot of them are free. I know more and more hotels are letting you book by app. I personally have not done that yet, but that's another thing to consider is if you if your main computer is your phone, to just load some hotel apps on there and give that a try. If you're willing to pay full price, some, you know, when cancellations happen, rooms do pop up at full price throughout the year, but of course most people want the Dragon Con rate, and that's where it gets a little trickier. And um, I know we don't have a whole lot of time today, but maybe in a future podcast we can go over how to trade a room, which is getting more difficult, but I still have been able to do that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, well, that was that information was very, very helpful uh, more uh, a few months ago before the con last year. So we will definitely be redoing that this year as well. But we're glad to have you with us on this, uh, the monthly now, and we look forward to your next segment next month. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, again, Zan, thank you so much. And we are looking forward to hearing your next report next month. So, uh, and now uh, the return of Nikki's Keep Calm and Go to Con segments. Uh, yeah, we missed you so much last year. There was probably about, what, only half the episodes you did, maybe? Yeah, unfortunately, um, my in the way. yeah, my work schedule doesn't always cooperate with, uh, with the recordings. Sometimes I have to be in at 5 a.m., and sometimes I'm coming home at 5 a.m., so... Ugh. Well, uh, we appreciate your time this year, and we're glad to have you back with us. Um, you've got some just general information? Yeah, um, I just wanted to kind of hit a few of the highlights of the things that uh, people can check out, uh, both online and segments that we're going to have here on the podcast, things to be a part of. Uh, the parade, as we mentioned before, the parade um, registration opens in February. Uh, and if you've not been a part of the parade before, either as somebody in the parade or as uh, just somebody watching the parade, it really is pretty amazing. I've uh, had the privilege of being both in the parade and watching it, uh, and it is a lot of fun. There are different groups that you can march with, or you can create your own group if you're doing an original costume. Um, there's a lot of information online. Uh, they have a Yahoo group, and then they also have a Facebook group where you can get information, uh, and they've got this nice big spreadsheet of who's doing what costumes and what groups are being made and things like that, um, and it is so much fun. And really, seriously, guys, sinceriously, I'm <laughs> going to throw that out there again because I love sinceriously. Well, shout out to Stephen Amell. Um, if you want to be a part of the parade, whether, like I said, whether you want to march in a group that's already created or, or make your own group, just go ahead and do it. It's It's something that everybody that goes to Dragon Con should do at least once. Um, I don't know how many of you guys have done it, but like I said, I've done it before in the past, and it is so much fun. So that's that's something that I really try to encourage people to do is just go out there and put on a costume and be a part of the parade. Um, fan tracks, lots of different things can be found on the Dragon Con website. 
uh, like Mike was saying, it's it's newly redesigned and it's really great to find all your information there. You can get an information about everything from podcasting to filking to classic sci-fi. Um, and I'm sure Mike, you could speak to the podcasting track a little bit better than than I can. Um, but that's just a couple of the things that uh, people can can check out. And of course, parties. I know that Darren and Mary Lou are big <laughs> on the parties. Uh, people have parties on Friday and Saturday nights. The tracks always have parties. Um, the Star Wars track does. Uh, Star Trek, the token track. Some of the, the larger tracks have parties. And then, of course, you know, there's always little groups that are getting together all over the place. The Daily Dragon and DragonCon TV will have information about those parties. And then, of course, you know, also on Facebook, People will be posting about different parties that are that are going on, um, but just be responsible. Uh, if you do go to these parties, make sure that uh, you know you keep an eye on your friends and make sure that they're safe and that you're safe. Because who knows what happens in in the bowels of these parties, right, Darren? I cannot confirm nor deny. <laughs> <such things. laughs> But but what I would say is, you know, it's not just Friday and Saturday night. Um, We've talked about it before on the show that Dragon Con starts on Wednesday now. Yeah, Wednesday Um, is the new Thursday. Wednesday is the new Thursday. I was going to say, aren't there parties on Tuesday? (laughs) There, there probably are. Yeah, probably. You know, so when my my big thing is pace yourself because we we left um, one hotel and went to another hotel. And on our way there, walking on the sidewalk, we discovered someone who had had too much to drink passed out off the sidewalk near one of the uh, parking lots near Dragon Con. And uh, luckily, people had already called um, paramedics or whatever. Um, was dressed in a costume, you know, not someone homeless or anything like that, but clearly had too much to drink already on a Wednesday night. So. I just encourage people, yes, stay with your friends, stick with them, go only with people you know, watch your drink at parties, just be safe, pretend you're in a club um, all around Dragon Con, and have a good time, but do pace yourself, because it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and everybody knows that when you're at Dragon Con, you're running on very little sleep and crappy food, mm-hmm. and when you go when you go to a party and you've only had a bag of chips and six Twix bars as your meal. <laughs> and then you have some pie. Right, <laughs> right, yes. that never happens. No. No. Just, yeah, just be careful, be sensible, um, but have a good time because, you know, that's, that's what we're all there for. We're all there to, to enjoy ourselves. Um, so, yeah, you know, parties are, are a good place to make new friends, um, and a lot of the, the parties will have costume contests as well. So that's a lot of fun as well. Uh, so moving on to other fun things that you can do while you're there. Outside activities. Um, there's drum circles every night outside of the hotel. So if you're into percussion, uh, you can take your little drums out there. You can take your uh, your uh, maracas. You can take whatever you want, any sort of percussion instrument that isn't like a full trap set. We don't want people setting up. Full sets of drums out on the sidewalk. But the drum <laughs> circles are a lot of fun. 
and they're really relaxed and loose. Anybody can go and join and have a good time. And that happens, like I said, pretty much every night. And like people were just saying, Wednesday is the new Thursday. So you can see people out there hosting these mini concerts Tuesday and Wednesday night. Um, and then offsite events. In the past, there have been uh, outings to the Georgia Aquarium and to baseball games, to the Braves baseball game. I don't know if they're doing a Braves night again this year because of the new stadium that's being built. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be more information about that uh, really soon. But both of those are a lot of fun, and they're themed as well. And the aquarium usually has a DJ, and they have themed drinks and themed food. And the aquarium is shut down to the public. Uh, so it's just Dragon Con attendees. Uh, so if you've ever wanted to go to the Georgia Aquarium, which is one of the nicest aquariums in in the U.S., beautiful place, uh, I definitely encourage people to get tickets for that um, as soon as they go on sale. So that's just some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about, just kind of a brief overview of what you can do with Dragon Con. And there's going to be more events as it gets closer. Exactly, right. yeah. Yeah, these are, these are just some of the highlights of things that that we know people definitely want to be a part of. Yeah, and and to your point, just a, a little bit more about the, the tracks. Um, you can find all the information, of course, what the official tracks are at the DragonCon site. But then all of them, almost I think almost all of them have links. If not links, they're almost all on Facebook as well. So all you have to do is go into Facebook search, uh, look up you know American classic sci-fi boom that'll take you to that group because they're already those track directors are already looking for volunteers for input for ideas for panels for guests ideas you can really get involved uh with the community with each track uh right now yeah that's a great thing about DragonCon is that because it is it is fan run you as the fan have huge input as to what you get to see and do while you're at the convention. Uh, so definitely, yeah, check out the websites, uh, check out the Facebook page. I know that a lot of the, the track directors are, like you said, looking for information. We just, on the token group, we just uh, had our track director asking us who are some of the guests we want to see and what are some of the panels we want to see. So, yeah, in January, we're already starting to shape the, the future of the track. So definitely check all this information out, and we will have links online um, on the ESO page to some of the stuff, because on there, we're talking about this stuff all the time, too. So if you have any questions, you can go to our Facebook group and say, hey, I'm looking for information about the X-Files, and somebody in there will tell you, oh, you need to go to the Classic American Sci-Fi track. So in the future... Some of the stuff that I'm going to be talking about are things like what should you take in your backpack, uh, creating backup plans for panels that you may miss out on, uh, photo shoot coordinations, and convention etiquette. So that's some of the stuff that uh, we'll be talking about on future podcasts. Awesome, awesome. And even for those people, whether you're a newbie or whether you're an eternal member, uh, a lot of this information is still, I mean, we've covered some of these topics before, but there's always something new to report. And we're always learning something at each DragonCon that we go to that we can add to this for you guys. So, so very cool. Well, thank you so much. Look forward to hearing some more from you, uh, certainly next month, as well as uh, the, wow, we've only got, what, seven more of these? So that's... (laughs) 
<laughs> so oh, wow. Amazing. Seriously. <laughs> pretty seriously, amazing. Mike, seriously. So, well, cool. Well, in order to help also uh, get us ready and get us ready for a healthy Dragon Con, we're now going to uh, be joined by uh, our good friend Michelle, who's going to uh, uh, drop and give us 20, 20 minutes uh, with uh, Drop by Dragon Con some health tips. And joining us for a new segment that we're going to have on the ESO Dragon Con Report this year, leading up to the show, is uh, our good friend that joined us a few times last year, Michelle Biddick Simmons. Welcome back to the station. Hello, and thank you. Well, um, you know, you gave such great advice, and we thought um, last year uh, with the Drop by Dragon Con and the uh, the fitness help and the concerns uh, that people have going in to the convention that we thought maybe, you know, we could head it off and, and all year round get some tips and some uh, ideas on on how to physically and mentally too, but physically prepare for, for Dragon Con. So, um, and again, your association, uh, how long have you been going with drag, to Dragon Con? Um, oh, gosh, I think it's 14 years this year. Wow, good for you. Um, yeah, we, we went as a birthday gift for my husband, and I have a horrible thing with crowds, and I had to get over that quickly. <laughs> I'm sure that's gotten even worse over the years. <laughs> no, I've gotten really good at it. Every once in a while, I have to go like lock myself in the room and ignore people or go have a drink, and uh, that helps. But, um, but I've been running dr- drop-by for nine years now, and what's really funny, and I thought you guys would enjoy this, the guy that originally started it, right at 10 years ago just lives a few blocks from me now (laughs) he put a photo up and i was like is that this and he was like yes i'm like when did you move it's like that is bizarre (laughs) (laughs) well for those people who don't know what is drop by dragon drop by dragon con is a group that um it was originally started to support one of the writers from lost when he had been I did go to Dragon Con, and he didn't want to be up there in front of everybody on the stage and be fat. That was his comment. Um, and so somebody started this to help him lose weight. And I was one of the original members. There were there were a lot of us. And then as it died off, I kept it going, and he allowed me to to take it over. And it's a group that it's not just for weight loss. It's also we have people trying to get really cut for their costumes. We have people that are – we actually have cancer survivors um, that are trying to gain weight. We have other people that have weight issues that they're trying to gain weight. We just also have people that are trying to do the – just trying to stay healthy because DragonCon takes a lot out of you. And, and it's not just DragonCon now. We actually have people from MegaCon. We have people from um, the Anime Weekend in, in, in Atlanta. I, I probably said the name wrong. Is it AMA or AWA? We've got all sorts of different people, but um, but it is still the core group is Dragon Con people, and it's a fabulous group. It is a, a fantastic idea, and uh, the the posts that I see there are so inspiring. Uh, everybody is so supportive of one another. Uh, it's really a, a great thing. So um, I'm great uh, grateful to have you guys on with us, uh, you in particular. And let's get started with January. Okay. So um, yeah, so here we are. Uh, January, there's a uh, about 220 days uh, till Dragon Con, roughly. Two fifteen, two fifteen, thirty-one weeks. Yeah. So, so uh, what are some of the concerns? Uh, January is a big month, as we all know. A lot of people make resolutions. This is the new year. They're going to do this. They're going to do that, and the other thing. Um, what What are some of the suggestions that you have? 
Okay, well, first, most people fail right away. Within the second weekend um, of making a resolution, people have fallen off the wagon. This is normal. Only 8% of people actually achieve the goals that they've set for a New Year's resolution. Most people only make it to February and give up. But the big part of that is You started us on a downer, Michelle. (laughs) No, but but here's the thing. We we decide it's the same thing with you know every year you decide you're going to do x number of costumes and by the time Dragon Con rolls around you're usually like scrambling to get one or two done um, and that's most of us and then there are the people that are diehard that's probably eight percent where it's like you know ten costumes for the entire weekend and they're done but um, but it's not a downer and here's why this is actually normal. And instead of letting this be something that defeats you, you need to understand that the way that our brains work, they can only really, we have so much stuff going on. We have so much stress. We have so much stuff to think about. So when you put too much else in there, basically it does a core dump. And and Stanford University just did a study on this. And we now know this is true. What we've always thought is, you know, we can't have too many things that we're trying to do at one time because our brain tries to prioritize and dumps everything else. Well, the best thing to do is think of it in small chunks. Say, if you're gonna, if you're trying to lose weight, don't just go cold turkey and you know join Weight Watchers or start doing you know juicing or whatever. Don't don't just jump into it that way. Um, yes, if you want to join Weight Watchers or whatever, go for that. Find a group. Come to us. We're fabulous. Um, but don't try to just go like you're going to go off sodas. You're going to go off to sugar. You're going to go after this. You know, you're, you're dropping all that because your brain will be like, oh, I'm quitting this. But as soon as bread's in front of you, you're going to start eating it. As soon as there's a soda there, you're going to start drinking it because you're trying to do so much at one time. So make it little chunks so that you can actually achieve things. And when you do little chunks, like say for a week, you're not going to have a soda. And then on the weekend, you'll allow yourself a Coca-Cola or whatever it is that you like. Then go for two weeks and do that. And once you've done it for a month, add something else. Um, It sounds like it's a small thing, but it makes a huge difference. But just Try to get a victory behind you because we are victory-driven, you know, success-driven things that when we finally see that we've done something and conquered it, it actually gives us more momentum to get to the next thing that we're going to defeat. And that's why when you lose like the first 10 pounds or 15 pounds, people tend to keep going with that. Or when you get, you're trying to quit smoking and you get past the first two weeks, people are more successful after that. So chunk it up. Come up with little tiny things that you want to do at first, and then you can build on that. Also, if you need a reward system, I would not do food. Um, somebody, I don't know if you saw this, somebody on Dropby, every pound and a half she loses, she gets to go into a dollar store with like 5 or $10 and go crazy. <laughs> and it was so funny because she's got Skittles stuff in this basket, and she was like, it's not the Skittles, it's, it's a candle. And everybody was like, okay, okay. But um, but think of it as you want to get the exercise in. If you really have not been exercising, start small. It builds. Go for a 10-minute walk. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Just do your 10-minute walk and go from there. Because if you do t- t- like two or three in a day, that's still 20 or 30 that you've done. Start where you are and then go from there. Don't jump in right away with the exercise either. Kind of ease in because I will tell you, 
there are more ER visits. Well, it's really odd. It's like in the spring and in January because people go gung-ho for New Year's resolutions and they hit the gym and they hurt themselves. And then in spring because of bikini weather. <laughs> so it's like just do do where you, start where you are, do what you can, and then as you have successes, build on top of that. Um, here's something else with that. I am not a big supporter of diet sodas, but if it's something that you really want to have, um, like follow it with a lot of water. Get your water in. If you're having a regular Coke or whatever, follow it with a lot of water. Anything like that is going to dehydrate you. Get more water in it. And you guys know I'm really big on hydration. Uh, yeah, and it's one of the things that we tell people at the show as well. So, I mean, it just get, I mean, if you get into a routine – before Dragon Con yes. uh, of hydrating yourself, then it'll be much easier uh, and you'll be much more comfortable with that uh, during the convention as well. And and I've been telling, and I'm, I'm serious about this, I had told you guys this, I had heat stroke a couple of years ago because I went in already being dehydrated and I'm usually really on top of it, but I had to spend Friday in bed, Paul had to go to CVS and get me all the Pedialyte. I went through two gallons of water and like, I think it was seven Pedialytes and wow. then I was fine the next day for the parade. Um, but it was because I let myself, I was so busy and, and, and trying to get stuff done <clears throat> that I wasn't on top of it. And when you hit Atlanta, you guys know this, um, as soon as you hit Atlanta during the summer, it's like somebody walked up and squeezed you like a sponge. <laughs> And your clothes are wet and you're so – your mouth is dry and you're trying to run around and do all this stuff and you're not paying attention. So I do say get that in now. Really start getting on the water. And this is my own advice. If you're doing the treadmill or if you're walking outside, start finding hills. Start doing stairs. Just start building now because by the time we're at Dragon Con in 31 weeks – 31 weeks, you will be able to do so much more than you thought you would be able to do or that you did in the, the, the past. Now, we're going to halfway. I don't know if you guys are doing the halfway to Dragon Con. Um, no, what is that? Okay, there's a, a group that's meeting at the Hyatt. Um, I think it's March 15th. We're going to be down that weekend, and we're actually having a drop-by meetup. Um, because there's so many of us that are in this area and can get there easily. But Paul and I already, we're building an exercise. We're going to Chattacon this weekend. We're doing Kanuga. I've already built um, our 5K plans for getting up in the morning and going out and exercising. We're doing it now to get in that mentality that it's a normal thing. Because at Dragon Con, we do Geek Girl, you know, the Geek Girl Run. I told you guys about that before. That's usually yep. on Friday. We'll be doing that again, and one of the regular Dragon Conners is, has come up with one that she's planning on doing, and she's invited us, and so different people are going to be doing that, maybe Thursday, but, but she wants to go from like hotel to hotel and the America's Martin stuff, so it's like walk running the route just to, to do it. Well, we, I, we were in a car accident a couple of years ago, and I had said... Paul and I had planned that we were going to do the full staircase at the Marriott Marquis, like all the stairs. So for halfway, we're doing half the stairs. And we have been working on that. And today on the stair climber, I got up to 20 flights. 
I am I am really proud of myself. But we're doing 27 flights for halfway to Dragon Con. And you can go on – there's a group that's um, – on Facebook that you can find the details for the halfway meetup. It's in the bar because <laughs> it's a Dragon Con thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it's I think it's going to be really nice. And we're also, Paul and I are getting up and doing a 5K <laughs> for St. Patrick's Day on the 15th. So <laughs> wow. while we're down there, I know, but, you know, and we're rebuilding. He's, he's fabulous and in shape and he stays with me the entire time, but I'm rebuilding from – not being able to do all of this for so long and then tearing my meniscus last year, which because I jumped back into it and didn't take care of myself, which we need to learn from. Absolutely. Um, and if you, if you go to drop by, you'll see in the files, I set that up because I don't know how many people have torn meniscus or have hurt themselves getting, you know, in shape. So in the files, I have that. I have all sorts of exercises and I don't know if you guys do this, but if you're exercising, you need to take care of your muscles. So I really support getting a roller. I have one that goes to Dragon Con and everywhere with us. It's a smaller size that I can pack. And I bring a mat and I bring a blow-up ball, one of the exercise balls. So when, you know, when you're walking and you're doing the stairs and you're standing on the hard surfaces or sitting on the hard surfaces and your back start to hurt, um, I go back to my room I can do a back bend over the exercise ball and release everything. And if my muscles and stuff are hurting, I get that roller out. And if you go on Drop by Dragon Con, look in the files, I have all these different um, exercise things that you can do to release the fascia and let the muscles relax with that roller. And it's it's awkward. You look really stupid, so do not have a mirror anywhere near you when you're doing it. I'm serious. And you make the worst faces, but afterwards it feels so good. And <laughs> and it really – everybody's – today I was talking about this, and somebody requested that I make like a, a list of things that I carry in my pack with me because I also carry ice packs. And if I do something stupid, which I've done at Dragon Con before, I can get to the room and I can get an ice pack on it really quickly. Um and I will tell you, for when it's really, really hot, I had an ice pack when I was walking in the parade one year. So here's my big stuff. Chunk it up. Do little tiny pieces first. Go for the victories. Really, really look at your successes because in the weeks where you've lost weight, you're doing something right. The best thing to do with that is journal, journal, journal. Um, never let... You know, they tell you to tell people when you're trying to lose weight or get in shape or whatever. Tell people you trust because there are going to be some people that are going to try to undermine you. It sounds odd, but it really does happen. And sometimes it's the people that you really think would be supporting you. But you changing means that you're making them change. Yes. And that situation does not make them happy. And they don't mean to do it, but someone was just talking about this at one of her coworkers. Um, has been calling her and texting her and saying, I know you're exercising, I know you are, and and like teasing her about it and stuff. And I personally think he's flirting and doesn't know how to flirt, but it's really upsetting her. And sometimes this is someone saying, you know, you're you're changing and it's scaring me. And sometimes it's somebody thinking that he's being flirty. But um, journal, don't let people stop you. Chunk it up in little bits. Get your water in now. Start making your plan for your food when you're at Dragon Con. Don't wait till you get there. Start thinking about it now. 
because you know how insane it is with the food court, all the restaurants around. Absolutely. My husband, Paul, will tell you, we actually pull the menus from different restaurants a couple of, um, like I did it last year, three or four months ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And when we were down in Atlanta, we actually went to a couple of places to chit-chat with them so that I could find out specifically what was in some things. Um, Because, you know, I am going to eat more at Dragon Con. I'm going to drink at Dragon Con. But I want to know what I'm I'm going to be getting into. Yeah, because sure. that helps you, sure. and you can leave the hotels if you need to. You don't have to go to the food court, and there are really good places around. So it's it's kind of like studying. You know, you're studying to get your life in order. You're studying right. to get healthier. You're studying to build muscle. And it's, and, and it's definitely something that's going to take yeah some time. So um and and which I'm sorry that we're out of now. Yes, <laughs> so, I know. I know. So um so really quick um and just. The support system is there. Uh, drop by Dragon Con Facebook group, and you'll be. Uh, we'll have more and more segments uh, of this as you know each month. So we'll be talking about different topics uh, as we go on. If there's any topic that uh, any of the listeners want to know about uh, from Michelle, uh, definitely reach out to us because uh, we'll we'll try to handle it before the show. But thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. You are welcome, and I'm more than willing to research anything that they need that way. So. Ops, uh, awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for the opportunity, guys. Oh, yeah. We're glad to have you on the team. And I'll talk to you next time. Okay, now we've got a new segment uh, that we are going to air monthly. Uh, this year, we're going to be focusing on on, on cosplay in a different way. Uh, we've got the Cosplay Corner, and joining us is Bewitched Raven. Welcome to the station. Thank you for having me. So um, now, uh, last year or in previous years, we've spotlighted maybe in, in an episode uh, a particular cosplayer. And while that is very fun, we thought this year it might be kind of interesting to go along with a particular cosplayer along the journey that it is to take to get ready for the big event. And of course, it is now January. So, um, and as we all know, uh, it's never too early to start. Uh, to get ready for Dragon Con. So, I can already feel the panic. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get to the panic stuff, um, why don't uh, you introduce yourself a little bit and how, what's your experience with Dragon Con? Um, well, my name is Christina. My I go by Bewitched Raven in the cosplay community. Um, I've been cosplaying since 2011. Dragon Con was my first convention in 2010. And... Um, I, you know, I've got a theater degree and I've got a theater background and I walked in and I was just in heaven, you know, just mouth breathing all over everybody <laughs> and, and super excited. And so I came back in 2011, guns a blazing and costumes a wearing and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. What are some of, what are some of the, uh, um, costumes that, uh, you've had a lot of success with at Dragon Con that some of our listeners might, uh, like recognize you at yeah i'm i'm a big tardis cosplayer um i love every year i try to do one really cool new variation of the tardis um my very first year it was just a standard i did a pyramid skirt tardis and then after that i started coming out i did a a steampunk tardis which is a giant cage hoop skirt i've done a harlequin style tardis i've done the half tardis half dalek dress which is probably the most well-known out there um, and then, of course, I've done the Dalek as well. So I'm a big Whovian through and through. Awesome. Well, we can definitely relate to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> f- 
I think the first time we saw you actually was at TimeGate. Yeah. Cause, it uh, was. Cause, yeah, because I remember seeing, wow, somebody is dressed up as the TARDIS. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had this huge hoop skirt on and everything. It looked awesome. Yeah, I love that outfit. It just It's not very friendly to the uh, the small hallways at the hotels. <laughs> I imagine that a lot of uh, – yeah, I imagine – Knowing the convention and how the travel is and the spaces and what you have to work with is a big factor in deciding exactly what costume you're going to be wearing at Dragon Con in particular or any con for that matter. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, uh, every year I try to have something like there's always that one big costume you work your butt off on and, uh, and sometimes it, it is not friendly to moving. So that's the one you wear once where you don't move when you are in the Marriott floor. And that is it. How many how many costumes do you usually wear at uh, Dragon Con? Um, it's grown over the years. I, I started off with like two or three um, major costumes and then closet cosplays, which are just the regular everyday clothes characters. Um, and then this past year, I had like nine and i didn't even remotely get to wear them all i don't know what in heaven's name made me think i'd get to but (laughs) um but every year i try i try to go a little crazy and i always start off in january about now being like i'm gonna be reasonable this year i'm gonna take like one costume a day maybe one specialty for a party and come around august i'm just gonna be going crazy so so looking ahead to this year uh, obviously you've probably got, do you have, a, is it all new or you've got some repeats? Um, it's all going to be new, but wow. it's not going to be new at Dragon Con. It'll be 2015 new. I understand. Okay. I understand. So gonna, and how I'm many, how many are you looking at? At different cons throughout the year. And, and how many are you looking at for Dragon Con this year? Um, right now I think my list is at like six that I really want to make sure go. Um, some are party outfits though, where I'm trying to make sure I pack something comfortable. Sure. Um, but I think right now I'm looking at around six and then of course I'm trying to plan my new TARDIS reveal. So. Very cool. And so on those six, like right now, where do you stand on them? Well, I'm lucky enough where I am going to be attending Con Nuga as a guest in a couple of weeks in Chattanooga. So three of them will actually be re- revealed at Kanuga. Oh, wow. So Very cool. I'm coming out of the gate, just guns a-blazing, trying to get them done. Now, these are my easier ones. Um, you know, I'm going to be doing Gizmo from Gremlins. Technically, Gizmo from Gremlins 2, because I'm going to go all Rambo on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rambo Gizmo. Love it. I love it. I'm going to make the the prop. That's probably the biggest hassle with that. The bow and arrow he makes out of like a paper clip and a pencil. <laughs> um, I'm doing fire version of Mario. And that's just more of a comfortable one to have when you don't really want to wear anything. And then I'm actually partnering up with another cosplayer, Shattered Stitch Cosplay. And we're doing Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, but we're doing them as if they were cosplaying each other. Oh, interesting. I like that. We're trying to shake it up a little and we like to try to do weird new things that pe- you don't see a lot. So. Absolutely. Keeps That's me a- on my toes. <laughs> Very cool. So now, um, so we're in January, like I said, what, um, a couple items that you can think of for people out there who let's say that, uh, they have not started at all. 
um, with their, they maybe have some thoughts about their cosplay for this year. What, what do you think needs to happen? Their first steps that they need to take care of as soon as possible. Well, one of the things that I did that I thought was, was really helpful for me this year that I haven't really done very, just sat down and did it before was I sat down and I wrote out a list of like 20 cosplays I'm dying to do that have always been in my like upcoming cosplay list. I really want to get them done. They just kind of kept getting put on the back burner. And so I've looked at, I've been looking at this list of like 20 cosplays, just trying to be like, okay, now realistically with my con plans throughout the year, which one of these are going to be priorities. And from there I've cut it down to like 10, like these are going to get done first. So I think that's that's been like the most helpful Dragon Con planning for January now, where I can at least start to think, okay, I'm going to do these for this con because it's a little colder. Now this one's going to be a beast, so <laughs> I know I need to get started on it, but I can do it a little at a time. This one's going to be really expensive, so if I just collect um, materials and items I need as I go, I won't have to do that cost all in one big gulp. So it, it's able to help me plan out for things like that. Now, now, do you make everything yourself? I make about 80 to 100% of my costumes myself, just depending on which one. Um, I like to work with Michelle over at Damsel in this dress for anything that has a corset with it. Um, I'll come up with the designs and then she'll make it. She's got a, a corset company and, and it's more cost efficient that way. You know, she gets to buy everything in bulk and... It, it's a way for me to save a couple of of dollars here or there to say, hey, can you do this? <laughs> she, she says, yeah. Um, and then, of course, there are little things that you know, you know, if, if a character wears Mario, wears a hat, it's easier to buy a page boy hat for $6 than to try to buy all the material to make one and, and work a full day, time, you know, day job. And sometimes there's just little things like that you'll go ahead and just put the money towards. Sure, but sure. anything I can make, I will make. I would imagine that if you are going to need some assistance or even have somebody make uh, a costume for you, um, that the sooner that you can get together with that person, uh, yes. the, the absolute <laughs> better it's going to be for everybody. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I actually do make some costumes for other people for Dragon Con and the such. And, uh, yeah, that's the best thing I tell everybody. I'm like, if, if you th- are going to come at me Russian – I'm going to charge you a lot of money <laughs> because I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> How many hours per week do you do towards it? Um, you know, I work eight to five, Monday through Friday. I usually come home. I'll rest for about an hour and then I'll work, you know, probably about 630 to like 930 or 10 on projects, whether it be a costume or stuff I'm making for my shop. I make jewelry and other little like hats and things. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough. I live in a house with a bunch of prop makers and then my boyfriend's a photographer and we're all the creative likes. <laughs> and so we're all kind of working on it every day anyway. Um, weeks before events are crazy though. They're always that I thought I was really good and on schedule, but holy crap, I forgot to do X, Y, and Z. And now I'm rushing and this fabric didn't work and this pattern isn't right. And, ah, which is what i'm doing tonight (laughs) (laughs) wow we can already tell i mean here it is january and we've got like you know uh, over 200 days to go and i can always already feel and hear the panic in your voice (laughs) i want this year my goal every year is to have the week before dragon con where i am done 
and it never happens. <laughs> and I really want it to happen this year. <laughs> well, uh, good luck. It's going to be really good, good and interesting to chart your progress every month uh, to mm-hmm. see where you stand and also the challenges and, and the resources too. So for those people who either uh, are newbies to costuming or if they are established customers but they still are looking for some help with resource-wise, are there places online that you can recommend that people check out to, to get oh, some resources? Yeah. Um, you know, I love wigs. It gives me so much less time to have to style my own hair. Um, I'm a big fan of Arta Wigs, which most people know, but another up-and-coming company is Purple Plum. And you know, their prices are a little cheaper, which is, is really handy when you've got three or four new cosplays coming out. And they've still got really high-quality wigs. Um, so I would de- definitely suggest uh, working, you know, taking a look at their website. It's Purple Plum Inc. Um, we Love Colors is a great place to get specialty tights, which a fun trick I learned about a year and a half ago is if you're doing a character that requires body paint... Um, what I'll do is I'll go to We Love Colors and get a pair of tights for my legs and then a smaller pair of tights and make them into gloves and full arm gloves. So I only actually have to paint my face. Saves a lot of time. I'm I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's less messy and yeah, I get that. I don't want to touch somebody else's costume and ruin it and ruin their hard work because I had to be accurate with body paint. So it's another really fun trick that I just learned in the last like year and a half. And it's been really helpful. Um, trying to think I'm all, you know, I'm, I always love giving advice on specific projects. So I welcome anyone and everyone to come message me up Facebook. Um, be with Stravens cosplay. If they're looking for something specific or a tip or trick. You know, I think the cosplay community needs to be a little more willing to help each other out. We get in this, mindset of like i have to be original and the first and the best and i can't share any of my secrets and that doesn't help anyone it's just fun who cares (laughs) it seems like there have been um changes in the community a little bit over the last i'd even say maybe five years um is it something that you've noticed uh i mean as it's grown because it's certainly grown and expanded over the last five years oh yeah and i think that's great and i know that we've got a lot of the nerd culture that's upset that our geek culture is becoming pop culture but you know i just think of that as an opportunity for like more people who enjoy what i enjoy to come out and have fun with um i think we have grown this mentality of competition though and and i you know don't get me wrong costume competitions can be fun and really awesome if you win but I think we have to remember that that doesn't validate us as a cosplayer and or cost famous. That's the new word I've seen. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but and, and heroes of cosplay is kind of help perpetuate that idea that you're only a real cosplayer if you've got hundreds of thousands of millions of followers and you're half naked all the time and and and. You know, anybody cosplays. It's just about having fun. And, you know, if anybody makes anyone feel bad about cosplay, you just let me know and I'll punch them out. (laughs) Well, well, there you go. And it's certainly our philosophy here. I mean, we've had the discussion before, particularly when it comes to Dragon Con. Um, 
you know, everybody is encouraged to let their freak flag, their geek flag way fly. Right. Yeah. So, um, in any way that they can. So as long as it's legal. Um, so you have a freak flag, Mike. Wow. <laughs> geek flag. Um, oh, okay. I'm going to design you a geek flag now. <laughs> I know what I'm doing on my overnight project now. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll be waving our geek flags. Well, very cool. Thank you so much for joining us. We definitely look forward to hearing your reports throughout the year, uh, certainly leading up to the big event. Um, and if you want to reach Bewitched Raven, again, how, how can people find you online? You can find me at facebook.com slash Bewitched Raven Cosplay. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter as Bewitched Raven. I'm on Tumblr as Bewitched Raven. Basically, if you Google Bewitched Raven, it is me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, we definitely, a so, unique name. So, yes, if you want to check out, because I'm sure there's plenty of pictures of you in past events already, right? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> there's so <laughs> many. <laughs> so, very cool. So, you want to check those out, and we will talk to you next month. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks. Thank you. And so we draw a close to this first episode of the ESO 2015 Dragon Con Con Report. Uh, I want to thank Zan and Michelle and uh, Bewitched Raven for uh, joining us with their reports. And also to Kevin, even though he couldn't be here, uh, I know that uh, he is with us in spirit under the snow. And I hope he is keeping warm and being safe. And also, um, he will be here uh, next month to uh, talk about some uh, subject matter for particular focus on newbies. So that's always good. Um, and also thanks to you guys. Thanks to you, Nikki, for joining us. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And um, uh, is there anything you want to plug before, uh, you know, for people while in there, you know, that's not DragonCon related? Yeah, sure. If you are into geeky photography, um, you can find me on Facebook at Geek Behind the Lens. And I'm also on Twitter, and my handle there is at Nikki71. Cool. Awesome. Uh, thank you again, Mary. It's good to have you back with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Anything uh, you want to plug online? Um, goodness, I don't think I have anything. What's um, your next, what's your next convention? Well, I'm hoping to drop by Chattacon this weekend. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to go. My parents are going to be in town. So um, if that, if maybe that, if not, probably Kanuga in February. Cool. Cool. Yes, I've seen you there before. Always a treat. Yeah. Are you guys going to be there this year? Nope. We, uh, no, sorry. That, there will be some uh, ESO people there, um, and uh, some friends of the station will be there. But uh, but uh, uh, Mike and I will be at a Necrocon, actually. So okay. All we'll right. We'll be right cool. here in Atlanta. I hope you all have a great time. And you as well. Thank you. Thanks, Darren, for joining us. Not a problem, sir. Any old time. Uh, anything you'd like to plug, sir? <laughs> I know that. Well, as soon that as was a loaded. Really? That really? really? Oh <laughs> that was God, like, wow. Mike! Come on! How Mike. long have we been doing this? And Stephen Amell, <laughs> Jamie Van Bear, uh, The list goes on. I, you know, I don't see any reason to limit myself. Um, he, he just has that itch to scratch, you know. Uh, and who doesn't? Exactly. Um, I, I guess Legion of Substitute Podcasters. If you want to hear me talk about Legion of Superheroes, which is a DC comic book property. And from there, um, I have um, life. <laughs> but but we are but we are uh, 
already working on the Spectrum Party at Dragon, which is going to be amazing. And I am going to be working on a personal project for DragonCon this year, besides a whole bunch of cosplay um, stuff. I'm going to be uh, working on my own recipe for pie. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, so uh, prepare yourselves. Gird your I'll loins. Pig. Hmm? I'll be your guinea pig. Will you? <laughs> yeah. So I'll like, ship it to Nashville. Uh, <laughs> isn't that illegal? <laughs> I was going to say, there might be laws. Oh, no, is it? Yeah, I think, I think shipping alcohol is technically illegal, sweetie. Oh, well, that's... You know, technically. Then save me some at Dragon. Uh, uh, well, you know, find me. <laughs> that's like, going to go really quick. That's like a needle in a haystack right there. <laughs> Thank you, Mike, for, of course, which none of this would be possible. Uh, and congratulations again on, once again, being a guest. Hey, it's my pleasure. And, Mike, you're doing a great job. You have the job for another year. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was really open to get fired. Uh, that's all right. But uh, anyway, thank you so much. Um, again, and yeah, I guess if you want to plug something. Um, there's a little podcast we do called the Earth Station One Podcast. It's weekly and all fun kind of geeky stuff. And you never know who could pop up, including some of the folks here. And absolutely. And it is. it actually was inspired in a lot of ways by Dragon Con because we, we definitely look at main topics like panels. Uh, we treat them like fan panels and we treat the show like for the fans as well. So, uh, I think there's a definite tie in there. At least I feel that way. So that's a good way to think. So cool. Well, as I said, we try to cover all we can with these specials, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website and all the tracks that have Facebook groups. Uh, there's even a Dragon Con wiki, so check that out. Uh, we, uh, here at the Air Station One Network, can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Stitcher. Uh, I have an Instagram account, um, Pinterest. We are all over the place. We want you to be part of the station, so please feel free to join us in in all those social media, uh, we'd love to have you in on the discussion. And again, please help support us by donating to our podcast via PayPal, purchasing very cool ESO merchandise from our Zazzle store, or filling up your cart at our Amazon e-store. And actually, as of today, as of this recording, you can go right to the top of the ESO store and click on the Amazon.com link, and you can go right to Amazon. Don't have to even go through the store anymore. Wow. So you can go right to Amazon. And once again, uh, you just shop the way you normally would. You don't have to buy anything special. You're not paying anymore. But a percentage of that comes back to us and helps us pay for production costs. Exactly. And, you know, we also help, have to help uh, Darren create this uh, new alcoholic drink he's creating. <laughs> not sure any of that's sold by Amazon, but uh, no. you'd be surprised <laughs> what you can buy on Amazon, sir, is all I'm going to say about that. Awesome. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and it's been my pleasure. We'll see you at the con. Aw, that was it. That's it. It's done. Peace. That's safer. Hard. Math is hard.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.